everyone. Welcome back to another Gospel X, the Gospel According to the X-Men. My name is Jonathan. This is Henry. And we're just so glad that you can join us today as we embark on another episode of the X-Men animated series of the 1990s. And this episode is a two-parter called Sanctuary, where Magneto somehow grabs an asteroid and makes a little town of it. Anyway, so... Uh, before we begin, let's just show you one clip from the animated series uh, just to give you a taster of what we were going to embark on today. In the end, he wanted only to spare future generations the pain he was forced to endure. Though I abhorred his methods, I cannot fault the strength of his character. Farewell, Magnus. At last, you have found your peace. All right, welcome back. So Henry, give us a lowdown. What are we gonna talk about today? Oh, this is a pretty interesting episode. And again, one of those Magneto episodes that we get to find out, like what kind of person is he? Why does he do what he do does throughout the entire series? And what makes him like such a intriguing villain to the X-Men? So, you know, we find out at the very beginning um, that Magneto has created his own little asteroid sanctuary that he invites all mutants of the world to go and live on this sanctuary apart from the earth. And he kind of got to the point where he's like, humans and mutants will never coexist together. So I will create a haven that mutants can feel safe at where they won't be discriminated against, where they won't be harmed by the humans. You know, overall, that is, uh, that is a vision to protect and help the mutants of the world. So it goes on, goes on if we, we remember a couple episodes back, Genosha is like, the government has enslaved the mutants. So Magneto goes there, he frees all the mutants, um, brings them up to the asteroid. Among them is a mutant with his band of uh, Genosian rebels. Uh, his name is Cortez, and he has the power to heal Magneto, basically transfer his power to uh, Magneto to kind of recharge him. So we thought. We see a sense of his leadership, Magneto's leadership style, and his interaction with Cortez. So, for example, um, Cortez says, we need to go and destroy the humans, like, right now right now because they hurt mutants they hurt us and we just need to go and destroy them he has no forward thinking about what will that entail because magneto's his goal was to keep the mutants safe it was not to go and start a war that was not his goal at this point so we move on and then magneto we show we see that magneto even though the earth fire like launched some attack satellite toward the asteroid Magneto is very hesitant to retaliate and he's also willing to negotiate and communicate to, to make peace. Yeah, but uh, Cortez, on the other hand, says something different. So we will show you that episode right now on that clip. So stay tuned, we'll be right back. To what do I owe this visit? You don't seem surprised, Lord Magneto. Certainly not. <laughs> It was you who launched the warhead. You are a reckless young fool. Coward! 
You let flat-scan humans eat at your table. I rule here. I will not tolerate your endangering my I renounce asteroid. You. you renounce me. Return. You are unfit to leave. Powers, I can't even. You exhausted your power on Genosha, old man. I have sustained you, and I can destroy you. You don't have enough power to hold your own molecules together. Soon, you will fade away into nothing. Okay, so Henry, we just saw Cortez's true colors because it seems like he's presenting himself to his fellow mutants as a different person. But when he interacts with uh, Magneto, uh, case in point, when he's draining out his energy, uh, we know that uh, his true colors is actually for selfish purposes. So what can we get from here? What are we talking about? So we have a leader like Magneto and now the self-appointed leader of Cortez, right? What should we talk about with these two people? Well, it's mostly about the differences in leadership between Magneto and Cortez. Why is it that they want to be a leader? Magneto wants to be a leader to help other mutants. Whereas Cortez wants to be a leader just for his own self-serving, selfish reasons. He wants to be a leader so that he can feel good about himself, that he can feel powerful, that he can inflict his influence onto other people, either the people on the earth or the mutants around him on the asteroid. And you know there are three kind of differences in their leadership that I can see. Number one is that Magneto is very willing to self-sacrifice. He uses powers to, to the nth degree while he's trying to help the, the mutants and weakening himself in the entire process. Whereas Cortez is completely selfish and just doesn't, doesn't uh, think about other people at all. Number two is that um, Cortez is very cowardly. At the very point where at near the end of the two-parter when he gets found out and everything you know he the first thing he does is he throws a temper tantrum he just wants to burn everything down to the ground so he launches all the missiles and then when Magneto shows up again at the end to confront him he goes into the same act that I was only there to serve you my lord kind of thing like <laughs> out of every anything that he can weasel out of um, whereas Magneto he really believed in his goal and through any kind of adversity, personal adversity, any kind of adversity, even near the end, you know, he accepts and is accountable to his own failure and was willing to kind of see through that entire asteroid destruction to the end. Yeah, which we will now, sorry, to clip in another clip of showing that part as well. This is gonna be really fun. Last one though, promise, this is the last clip. You must come with us. Thank you, Charles. But if my dream must die, I must see it through to the end, alone. In time, the world might have learned to trust us. Now that hope has been lost. Do not concern yourself. I shall survive it. All right, what's the third one? You said that there's three, so what's the last one, Henry? The third one is trustworthiness. 
throughout the entire two-parter when we see Magneto speak and Cortez speak. Magneto speaks the truth. It might be his own um, vision and his own goal, but it's the truth. He wants to go and help the people. He wants to go and create a sanctuary. He wants to go and do it in a peaceful way. And mm-hmm. through actions, it shows that everything he's saying is truthful. Whereas every word that comes out of Cortez's mouth is a lie. He has no desire to help anyone but himself. Um, he betrays Magneto, blames it on other people, and then grabs power for himself. His oaths of loyalty to Magneto, saying that I will be your servant, I will follow you, all those were just, that's just all garbage. <laughs> and, you know, and he's charismatic in a way that he can kind of get away with it, you know, mm-hmm. even if, but at the end of the episode, we see that, you know, it all falls apart, it all crumbles, and he still sticks to his lying ways. It's interesting how you said charismatic because, um, the animators or the writers of this episode actually put Cortez as a very loud mouth. Like he was the only one that was screaming the most throughout the whole two episodes. And I I wonder, you know, for our leaders, uh, one of the things that we should not fall prey to is don't fall, fall to those that tend to be the most charismatic. Like they may not be the best leaders. They may be charismatic, but may not be the best leaders because they are just because they're loud does not mean that they're good as a good leader, right? And uh, it's interesting how his followers were all kind of like categorized as an introvert. <laughs> you know, they were all quiet. They were all like passive and quiet. And just, oh, I don't think that's right. There's, is there something, something's wrong. Like one of those ladies says, there's something wrong, but I don't want to do anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> and then they were like, oh, he wasn't like this on Genosha. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then it's like, or oh, was he? <laughs> right. Was he a liar there too? Probably. Yeah, exactly. Right. And so we'll do something about it, or you know. Um so what does the Bible speak to about these leadership styles, you would say? Yeah, it's interesting because uh in the old testament, there's that was a comparison of the two types of kings that we have. And then one is in Israel, which is in the north. And in Judah, which is in the south of Israel, this is now for those folks who are not familiar with uh, these two kingdoms, these two kingdoms split apart after Solomon goofed up and had way too many wives. So, uh, so these uh, two kingdoms split up and uh, one in the north and the other one in the south. Now, uh, in the south, they were predominantly good kings. And one of the most notable ones was Josiah. And uh, so that king, uh, out of, he was pretty much the epitome of most of the kings of the, in the South. They were uh, trustworthy. Like Henry said, uh, they sacrificed themselves for the people. Uh, they honored God. And most importantly, they sacrificed themselves for the God's vision of Judah. Uh, they didn't care uh, about much about themselves. They were selfless. And uh, they were more, most importantly for them, uh, they even sacrificed their own popularity because, uh, you know, one, one time Josiah just destroyed every single altar that worshipped other gods, which was not a great political stunt, by the way, if you were a king. Because a lot of people go to those things. A lot of people have their economy wrapped around that thing. And he destroyed it. And so by doing that, it shows that he is willing to sacrifice his own popularity 
his own livelihood uh, just because he sees a God-given vision for him and he wants to achieve it just like Magneto. Whereas the North, where we have the good old Ahab story, he was more about a popularity stunt. He wanted everybody to like him, but really he wasn't trustworthy and he had a loud mouth as well. And, uh, and so he worshiped other gods because that's what other people do to make other people happy. And yet he wasn't trustworthy either. And he pretty much listened to his uh, wife's babbling about everything and didn't care. And so he was kind of like the Cortez, right? And uh, so um, in the Bible, we say, we see that um, later on, uh, North Israel just basically collapsed and uh, destroyed itself, actually. And the only thing that existed left standing was Judah. And so there you go. Uh, sort of like the same fate as Cortez. Well, North Israel didn't get an encounter with apocalypse, unfortunately. <laughs> but, you know, but, you know, same, same thing. So the lessons here is it's, it's true that when we look for leaders, or if we want to be a leader, uh, we have to also uh, take a look at ourselves and say, are we willing to sacrifice ourselves for that particular God-given vision? That's num number one. Uh, because if we are not, then what makes other people want to do it? And uh, which is interesting because you know how you led from sacrifice to courage, uh, not being a coward towards trustworthiness? I think the first two are the important premise for the last one. If you're not sacrificial, if you don't have courage and boldness to continue to stick with what you believe in, I don't think you can be trustworthy at all, right? So uh, you made a really good point that, you know, everything builds towards trustworthiness. And we all know that a good leader is trustworthy, but how do you do it? Be sacrificial and to have courage and boldness to stick with it. And uh, I think that's what uh, the good kings did in the Bible. And what Magneto did and what Cortez did not do. Exactly. And so, which is interesting because Magneto, he wasn't there for a popularity stunt either, right? Uh, I think like uh, you could say that Xavier was more for the uh, trying to please everyone. Yet Magneto said, no, screw that. <laughs> like, he's like, a little bit more pragmatic. He's very, yeah, he's very pragmatic. He very was, pragmatic and didn't think about how he wanted to, he didn't believe that people could change. Yeah, I love his line when Xavier goes, let, let, let's talk about this. And, it's like, and then uh, um, Manita goes, I don't have the time for humans' irrational anxiety. <laughs> right? It's like, I'm like, woo, <laughs> that's a speech at home saying, you know what, I don't want to talk is talk is talk, talk is cheap, let's just move on, right? Um, but you know what, that's a, another lesson for leaders is that we have to be open for people to advise us as well, right? And that's what the Northern king, Kingdoms, Northern Kings did not do either. And so, anyway, is that everything, Henry? I think that's everything. Okay, hope you enjoyed this episode, these two episodes into one uh, and our discussion about leadership. Uh, till next time, have a blessed week.